0: The Lord. Have your way, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. You are welcome once again to the Synagogue Church of All Nations in Jesus' name. My name is Angela, and by the grace of God, I'm an evangelist in training under my father in the Lord, Prophet TB Joshua. What an amazing grace. What an amazing love. Help me tell your neighbor. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Glory be to God. Put your hands together for Jesus Christ. you're welcome once again to the morning in Jesus name let us look around the world today many believe we are in the season of Jesus return what the Bible said would happen is happening all around us nation rising against nation brother rising against brother neighbor against neighbor yesterday man was his brother's keeper today Man is his destroyer, and what once was united now is divided. Look around the world. Irreconcilable differences define our marriages, our careers, and our communities. In rejecting one another on account of their weakness, we have also rejected their strength. In seeking to become stronger, Have we thereby become weaker? In seeking to become greater, have we become less? Look around the world. No one, no family, no community can go it all alone. Look at nature. Nothing God created is a whole in itself. Everything requires a connection. The eyes need sight. The ears need sound, the mouth needs words, and the feet need places to go. The way and manner you and I are connected goes beyond what a sentence can explain. In other words, you are a solution to my problem, just as I am to yours. For where I am weak, you are strong. Zacchaeus was short, but the height of the sycamore tree carried him to his destiny. You see, it is by relationship people bring out what others lack for the benefit of us. Tell your neighbor, it is by relationship people bring out what others lack for the benefit of us. But how much of us has been lost because of differences? Men and trees have more differences than similarities but where would Zacchaeus have been without the tree? Despite their differences they united in Christ Jesus and this shall bring us to the title of today's message United in Christ Jesus tell your neighbor united in Christ Christ Jesus look around the world There is division, there is unsettlement, there is unrest. We, children of God, are called to be united in Christ Jesus. Jesus has said, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. It is in community the image of God is manifested. But where is community? Nations, communities, relationships are challenged because of unrecognized or unacknowledged differences between the people in relationship. Language, culture, class, color, gender, educational background, political view, denomination. Instead of allowing ourselves to learn from our differences, Our differences divide. Our differences offend. And this is a tool Satan wants to use now. So that when Jesus returns, you will not meet him. You will not even see him. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus carried his disciples to the mountaintop. And he taught them, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. But an offended heart is limited and cannot see him. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus pinpointed the signs of his pending return. One of the signs, many will be offended. Take note, not some, not few, many. Are you one of the many? Ask your neighbor. Offense, that is, bitter separation, imprisons countless Christians, severs relationships, and widens the breaches and misunderstandings between us. When we give room for misunderstanding and mistrust to thrive in our midst, we are going against that very divine destiny that unites us as a nation, as a people, as a family. Because of the wounds and hurts which offense has caused in our lives, most of us cannot function properly in our workplaces, our communities, and our homes. We are hindered and handicapped from fulfilling our full potential. We want to succeed, but continue to fail. We want to be loved and admired, but don't really like anyone. We want, but don't have, because the life we have been living is a trap. It is true, you may not see the result or effect of your offended heart now. One way the enemy keeps a person in an offended state is to keep the offense hidden. Do you see? One way the enemy keeps a person in an offended state is to keep the offense hidden, cloaked with pride. You want to see God, but pride distorts your view, hardens your heart, and dims the eyes of your understanding. Pride will prevent you from dealing with the truth by causing you to view yourself as a victim. I was misjudged, I was mistreated, I was abandoned, I was neglected, I was overlooked, I was, I was, I was. In other words, I have no responsibility for my wrong actions, no responsibility for my negative words, no responsibility for my bad attitude because of people or circumstances beyond my control. Hmm. Ever since the time of Adam, people have tried to avoid taking responsibility for their wrongdoing by shifting the blame to others or circumstances beyond their control. When God confronted Adam for eating from the forbidden tree, Adam blamed Eve for his actions, and Eve blamed the snake. Instead of taking to correction and making a change in our character, our conduct, and our behavior, we tell the other person to change. Instead of making a change, we make excuses tell your neighbor instead of making a change we make excuses now we're all very stubborn by nature what is an excuse well the dictionary says that an excuse is a reason whether genuine or invented that means fake which we give to explain or defend our wrongdoing but remember Adam and Eve if you make an excuse for your sin your sin will not be excused tell your neighbor if you make an excuse for your sin your sin will not be excused the truth remains our lives are centered on how we are doing how we are feeling how we are treated we have been given a selfie stick offense. Do you know what a selfie stick is? Okay, I see one here with my brother. Ah, Yes. A selfie stick. This is the wonderful invention that allows us to see ourselves in every shot. We're all familiar if you have a selfie stick, let me see it. I know we have some. Okay. This is a selfie stick. The truth remains our lives are centered on how we are doing how we are feeling, how we are treated. We have set ourselves up for offense, and offense is waiting for us. In this world, offense is unavoidable and inevitable. It is bound to happen. Offense occurs everywhere. Offense has become so epidemic and rampant It has eaten into the very fiber of our everyday relationships. We have almost come to believe it is a way of life. It almost seems natural. But the Bible says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. Because Satan does not want you to see God. Satan does not want you to be united in Christ Jesus. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, but Satan only wants you to see you. The poor you, the sad you, the rejected you, the you who can't get a job, can't get a wife, can't get a break. He's given you a selfie stick of offense. Now, this is my own, and on my selfie stick and my phone I can see myself in every shot. I see myself in Nigeria. I see myself in America. I see myself in Peru. I see myself everywhere. Wonderful. Me, 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 me. Tell your neighbor, me, 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 me. <laughs> but the question is, have you ever tried to take a group photo when everyone has one of these? It looks something like this. Let's see. Now we want to take a nice group photo today. Maybe we should... Come over here, over here, over here. Let's start over here. Shall we take a photograph today? You'd be happy to take a group photo? Okay, so our cameraman, please, can you come? Now, when it's time for photo, everyone looks their best. You see, they adjust themselves, fix their hair, fix their makeup, check their teeth. Okay, are you ready? So our cameraman, please, if you can, please, on the count of three, take our picture.
1: All right, thank you. Okay, Up the count of three. One, two, three.
0: I'm so excited to see our picture. Now, this will be the first group picture taken in the Synagogue Church of All Nations live Sunday service. It's going to be great. Is it possible that we could see a copy of that photograph? Okay, pay attention to this. Wait, 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 what is this? Ah. How many people are we in this group? Almost 20. What are we looking at here? This is never what we intended. Ah. People of God, can you see what I'm looking at? Sometimes our cameras are so full of ourselves, we miss the real picture. It was not about me, it was about us but how much of us have we lost because of offense tell your neighbor it is not about me it is about us we are to be united in Christ Jesus just like our cameraman Jesus wants us to focus on him we want to focus on ourselves. This is the inspiration of Satan. We want to focus on how we appear, how we look, how they treat us, how they respect us, how they appreciate us. This was the picture of Cain in the book of Genesis chapter 4. Let us turn in our Bibles and we'll look briefly at the photograph of Cain. Genesis chapter 4, from verse 1 to the end. We'll start our reading from verse 1. Amen? Then Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Verse 2. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked in the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Verse 6. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Verse 8. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. This was the picture of Cain in Genesis chapter 4. Cain was offended. And today, the voice of our brother's blood, the voice of our blood cries out from the rocks. Am I my brother's keeper? Ask your neighbor. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Imagine, the only two children in the garden, they ate together, they played together, they laughed together, they talked and walked together, they did everything together until a fence cut the golden thread that linked Cain and Abel together from creation. That very thread that linked Cain with his creator. Cain was offended. Cain's work was overlooked. Cain's labor was unappreciated. Cain's gift was rejected and Cain was corrected. Cain, 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 Cain. It was all about Cain. Instead of allowing himself to learn from the differences of his and his brother's offerings, he became bitter and not better. Instead of taking to correction and making a change, he made an excuse and the rest is history. Today, the greatest amount of bloodshed is civil, not in war. Because of offense, the voice of our brother's blood cries out from the rocks. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Offense cut the golden thread that linked Cain with his Creator. This is the role of offense in your life. With just one moment, with just one difference, a family was separated, a destiny was denied, and an inheritance was lost. This is the role of offense in your life. Now ask yourself this question, what has offense cost me? What relationship? What friendship? What peace? What future? Ask Cain in the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 16 and he will tell you. It reads, then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. The happiness of seeing Jesus is promised to those and those only who are pure in heart. But we are offended. The whole family celebrated at our uncle's house, but we were not invited. I worked long hours overtime on the project, but my colleague got the promotion. I'm the oldest. I'm in charge of the family but my father's inheritance was shared by my younger siblings' offense. We are often surprised, confused, bewildered and shocked when offended as if we are the only one wronged, as if no one has ever been offended before. We are held captive by anger, jealousy, resentment, unforgiveness. When we begin to focus on the wrong done to us, we automatically forget the condition in which we are. Focusing on ourselves is the devil's effective instrument to blind us to reality. The reality, we are called to be united in Christ. We are called in unity, to be defenders of the widows, widowers and orphans, to be rescuers of the disadvantaged and less privileged. But we begin to look upon hurt, injustice, wrong done to our neighbor, unaffected because of our deadness of heart due to our attitude towards sin. We, as a family, as a people, as people of God, are called to be united in Christ Jesus. We are called to be held together by the strongest bond of love. But where there is no strongest bond of love, there is no unity. Real love forgets wrong, so there will be hope for the future. Honestly, offense is not deadly. Feeding on it in our heart makes it deadly. Feeding on it in our heart the wrong, the injustice, the pain of the past, the neglect, will produce fruit of sin, anger, bitterness, resentment, jealousy, unforgiveness. And as we focus on the wrong done to us, we lose sight of who we are in Christ Jesus. We lose sight Of our unity in Christ and it becomes all about me tell your neighbor it's not about me it is about us it is about our unity in Christ Jesus now when we are offended we are taken captive by the enemy to his own will and purpose and we become both a prisoner and a prison. Tell your neighbor, a prisoner and a prison. So, l- let, me, let me just demonstrate for you. If we could have uh, our three volunteers come forward. <clears throat> Thank you. Now, as they are coming forward, remember we are looking at the role of offense in our life. Okay, if we could just stand here, thank you very much for coming forward. So if we have a look here, we have three gentlemen. Now, the man in the middle is you. You can just raise your hands, man in the middle. The man in the middle is you. Now, let us see what's going to happen when we are offended. Okay, now these three people, they're walking along, minding their own business now when you are offended let's see what happens when you are offended you are taken captive by the enemy for his own purpose and will you have become what? a prisoner, yes? when you are offended you are taken captive by the enemy for his own purpose and will, that will is to hold others hostage through unforgiveness. You have also become a prison. You are in bondage, and you are holding others in bondage as well. This is you in an offended state. Now, remember, offense is unavoidable and inevitable. It happens every day. We still have to function in our everyday capacity, whether we are offended or not. But we want to ask how this is going to be possible. So let's ask the gentleman, please can you tell us what it is you do for a living?
1: What do you do? What do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman
0: the businessman. So you know that you still need to function as a businessman in the midst of this situation. So tell us, how are you going to go about it?
1: I need to go and attend a meeting. Mm -hmm.
0: He needs to go and attend his meeting. I have
1: a meeting to attend.
0: He has to attend a meeting, but he's offended and he is an offender he's a prisoner and he is a prison so let us continue to watch as he tries to make his way to his business meeting and as they as they make their way let us remember when we are offended tell your neighbor when we are offended we are taken captive by the enemy for his own purpose and will that will is to hold others hostage through unforgiveness. And we believe we can function properly when carrying anger and hatred. We believe we can function properly when carrying bitterness and resentment. How far has our brother gotten? We are in prison, self-imprisonment, because of anger, malice, greed, jealousy, pride, and pain of the past. And we wonder why our business cannot progress. We wonder why our marriage cannot find peace. We wonder why we are frustrated and confused. Blessing has been looking for you, but you are in the prison. Victory has been looking for you, but you are in the prison. Breakthrough you have been praying for for so long has been looking for you for long, but you've been in the prison. Self-imprisonment. There is only one key to release yourself from this prison. The Bible says freedom from offense is essential for every person who lives for God. I need to forgive because I need to be forgiven. Tell your neighbor. Now let us hear from you. I need to forgive because I need to be forgiven.
1: I need to forgive because I need to be forgiven. I need to forgive so that I need so that I can be forgiven.
0: Tell your neighbor, I need to forgive because I need to be forgiven. And they are free in Jesus' name. Amen. They have just shown us the fruit of forgiveness. And as they're making their way back to their seat, they should not forget to take their altar fruit in appreciation for showing us the fruit of forgiveness. Amen. Put your hands together for them one more time. Yes, the role and the goal of offense in your life is to prevent you from taking your place in the believer's authority. The role and goal of offense in your life is to prevent you from uniting in Christ Jesus. The role and goal of offense in your life is to prevent you from seeing Jesus Christ on the last day. Remember, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. There is no perfect relationship because there are no perfect people here on earth. Forgiving our enemy seems unreasonable until we come to realize that we were once enemies of God ourselves. We have sinned and been forgiven. We have made mistakes and been corrected. No one is above mistakes. If two people come together in relationship, they must recognize the difference in nature, the difference in attitude, the difference in character among them for their relationship to endure or last. If two families, two communities, two nations must come together, they must recognize the differences in the qualities and endowments they are granted for their relationship to endure or last. There is nobody quite like you and there can be nobody quite like you. Thank God because I am because you are and you are because I am. Tell your neighbor. We are to be united in Christ Jesus. This can only happen when we recognize the difference in nature, in temper, among those we are in relationship with. Our relationship with God is measured by our love for one another. One nation under God, that relationship is measured by our love for one another. Real love forgets wrong, so there will be hope for the future. Let us therefore delight in differences, realizing that while there is no one without a weakness, there is no one created without a strength. When one is weak in one area, he may be strong in another. Let your strength help your brother's weakness, and let your weakness be helped by their strength. Many have rejected their prospective helpers because of inability to see beyond now. Don't reject anyone. Tell your neighbor, don't reject anyone on account of their weakness today. Because tomorrow is a mystery. Only God knows what the future holds. A thorn in your side today may be your deliverer tomorrow. Remember, people of God, the world needs to see our unity and love for one another.
1: We are our heads of the father We are joined with the sun We are children
0: With the sun. If you agree with that, put your hands together and have your seat in the presence of the Lord. Yes, the world needs to see our unity and love for one another if we have love, God's love. For offense is the devil's effective instrument to blind the world to reality, the reality. Jesus is the reality. There is no reality outside Him. If the world is to see our love for each other, they will see our love for Christ. If the world is to know Jesus Christ, they must see Him through us. Jesus Christ is not physically in our midst, but He is here spiritually through His Holy Spirit, through His love in His children. The world, again, the world needs to see our unity and love for one another, if we have love. The Bible says that it was foretold that when Jesus would come to save us, the eyes of the blind would be opened. When the unbelieving world is blinded to Christ, they will behold him in our love for one another. Amen? And in conclusion, let us turn to the book of Colossians chapter 3 and let us read our final passage. Remember, we are united in Christ Jesus through the strongest bond of love. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Amen? Let us put aside differences for compassion and relationship to grow among us. Let us put aside differences so that we may be united in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I leave you here today united in Christ Jesus and pray to meet you again united in Christ in Jesus name. May God bless his word to our hearts.